Welcome, everyone. This is Danny Smith with Wild Seed, the podcast. Today, I'm here with April King Good. She is the operations director and facilitator for Unified Outreach Nonprofit. April is a committed diversion volunteer facilitator. She received her degree in culinary arts and restaurant management before transitioning to service-based work. Thank you, April, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. What does your position at Unified Outreach entail? Oh, um, I guess you have to pick one. The, as far as diversion goes, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm technically a volunteer facilitator. So uh, we are with the 25 to 35 year old group, waiting for one day to somebody drop a nugget for us and mm-hmm. let me have the kids. I want the kids, but um, we work with the prosecuting attorney. It was Anne, and now um, Maria is taking over. She's really just a, a neat lady, and, mm-hmm. and it's nice working with them. But we um, basically are helping people that are dealing with misdemeanor charges, and it's their first charge. Mm. Keep in mind, we're not dealing with somebody that's done this before. Yeah. And we don't deal as much with the um, drug and alcohol or substance abuse, any any of that. We deal with kind of straightforward one. And then as far as the youth go, we do. Uh, we started out years ago doing work readiness. Um, and that's not as, as useful anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not really how it... Work readiness. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, doing resume writing and stuff. Yeah. Those are still important things, but now we're doing it online. Back, yeah. You know, back in exactly. 2012, <laughs> I think. Well, I don't even want to talk about how, how old I am. So yeah. <laughs> it reminds me that my kids were little, but we would do, you know, those classes and slowly they've evolved. So now we do stuff through behavioral health, which... Mm-hmm. Um, so behavioral health, we, we have funding through them and we do teen mental health mm-hmm. as well as we do refusal skills. Mm. And we work with still work readiness, um, you know, still pre- work preparedness, I guess, would be more the case now because um, we work with, they say underserved. And, you know, I guess they are underserved, but I don't so much like a lot of the terms that are used. Um, I actually, um, like I told you, I was in West Seattle myself as a kid. Yeah. And I was one of those kids. And I don't want to say I was underserved. I don't, I think that the community tried, you know, financial. It's, mm. it's, it's the way of life, you know. Right. Some people are better off than others. And, it wasn't that I was underserved by my community. My community really, really did a lot of change in my life. But they can only do what they can do with, with what's available. Exactly. So it's, it's the money. It's all about money. Really so what is. term would you use if you were describing these kids that you work with? If you're not going to use that term I underserved. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, that's funny. I've been asked that because I write mm-hmm. grants sometimes too. And I've been asked that. Well, what, what would you call them? And I just say kids. Kids are kids, <laughs> man. It doesn't, you know, wealthy kids have just as many issues as kids like myself that were like, you know, living on ramen. Yeah. So, you know, mayonnaise sandwiches, mm-hmm. but, but there's still drugs. There's still peer pressure. There's still, there's gangs are everywhere. There's still, you know, theft, yeah. you know, all these things are still, you know, everything there's abusive parents in both ends. There's great parents in both ends, domestic violence. Oh, everywhere, especially in, in teens. People have no idea the domestic violence that goes on in, in high schools and kids that aren't even in school that are, are young. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I In all honesty, I don't have... I just call them kids. Like they're exactly. just kids. So I don't really know a lot about Unified Outreach. Mm-hmm. I have looked them up, but can you give me like a little background mm-hmm. about what who they are, what, what do they stand for? Uh, Ed Dumas, who is actually the owner of Unified Outreach, as well as he owns the magazine, Vibrant Magazine, that the outreach owns. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, the outreach goes beyond me. The guys are a little bit older. Yeah. And they started the outreach before me. Mm-hmm. I came in back in 04... Um, I was friends with Ed, and he had asked me if I would do some fundraising. So um, the outreach, I 
started raising funds for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always gone back and forth because at that time I was a single mom of three. I ended up getting married mm-hmm. and moved out. Uh, my husband was stationed at Fort Lewis. So I moved out to Tacoma and I would come back and we would do um, the work readiness. That's what it was called back then. And the city funded those programs. And it was so cool. We used to do fashion shows. We did talent shows. Because of me being a, a chef, so I get to do cooking things with the kids. Um, we cater any events ourselves. We've never paid. So we'd always, you know, we could cater an event for 200 people with 200 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know, <laughs> the yeah. things you can do when you're in the kitchen doing it yourself. Right? Exactly. So, um, you know, my contribution was that for years. You know, we always did the work readiness. And that's my baby because of my background. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. But my background with Southwest. Mm-hmm. Most of those programs, those kids came from... Uh, I think it was uh, Consejo is, is what it was called, and Southwest Youth and Family Services. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, SYVPI, which is no longer, but SYVPI was a huge part of how we were able to do those programs. I'm so sad that they're gone. But mm-hmm. And then my husband had got out of the military, and he was a cook in the Army. So we... When was this? Uh, 2012 or okay. 14. We went ahead and moved because that was what was best for our family. Obviously, I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart has always been here. Um, and then I would come back every summer, and I would bring my daughter, who now is 16, but was in the first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, we would come back third grade, different years. You know, we would come back over the summers and do the work readiness programs, and I would spend all summer here. Yeah, staying at Friends, uh, Carlesia Menace, Mac Fashion House. So mm-hmm. I used to stay at Carlesia's house in her kid's room. Mm-hmm. Carlesia had oh. me in the bay and in her son's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, she's always, she's a huge part of Unified Outreach, too, by the mm-hmm. way. She's always uh, contributed so much and uh yeah she's just an amazing woman but I've been doing work readiness since then mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing anything right now anything right now more important than the behavioral health side because I think behavioral health is is what's the the core of drug abuse mm-hmm. domestic violence yeah not you know families not being able to hold it together or stay together there's so much so much of everything comes from the basic mm-hmm. being healthy what do you enjoy the most about your position kids the kids so literally the other night we were at bolero and there was a kid just staring at us and my daughter isis who now works for the programs as well and she's like mom like why is that guy looking at this and and he looks over and he comes over and he was like miss april but (laughs) i've known this kid since he was like 14 yeah you know what i mean and it's the kids it's the them coming back and it's the seeing the growth i just want them to know that they're loved i'm here when they're 20 I'm here when they're 12. I'm here when they're 35. Mm-hmm. If I can help you, if you need something, I'm here. We didn't get a center until I think it was like 2010, 2011. Okay. Then we got the center, and then we were able to start doing bigger stuff with like for uh, arts and, and uh, for culture. Yeah. Um, and the city and and different. You know, it was a whole different ballgame once we had a center. But no, diversion just started when I came back. Ed Demas, mm-hmm. he's the owner mm-hmm. of. Of everything. Okay. <laughs> Unified Outreach mm-hmm. and Vibrant, Vibrant Magazine. Magazine. Mm-hmm. But you recently started working for Vibrant Magazine as well when you came back here. Yeah. Is that like? It's really cool. So Vibrant Magazine, uh, when I was in Vegas, um, it's so it's a free publication. And, of course, it's free publication. Who's paying to, to create that, right? So we've had a little bit of a, a hang-up that we're printing, you know, everything for free. So I'm going to go ahead and probably start taking on some advertising, too. Back in the day, I used to do advertising for Little Nickel and Sound Publishing. Mm-hmm. But Vibrant Magazine is all arts and entertainment. Um, it was another magazine prior to. Um, they bought it from them. Do you enjoy writing? What do I you enjoy do for the... Pe- there is no greater lesson or education than new people. Mm. I say that, you know, I didn't I didn't have a great education. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I told you that, you know, I got a GED from mm-hmm. Southwest Youth and Family Services. Yeah. 
who are amazing. Mm -hmm. But in in doing that, I didn't go to college until I was 30. Mm -hmm. I still only have an AA. Yes, I am going back for my degree in social work because I'm being harassed. (laughs) But I don't always know that it's necessary for what I do because my work with the kids, I think a lot of times these kids relate to me. At first they look at me, they're like, yeah, right, lady. And then we start talking about the old high point. And they're like, wait, what do you know about the old high point? (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh, you have no idea, kid. Or we'll talk about the CD, and I'll talk about, like, Sammy's Burgers, or we live next door to Rogers, which is now, I don't even know, Red Apple or something. Oh, no, actually, I think it's like a rainbow or something. So I think once I can talk to the kids and, and you know, you know, I actually am from here. You yeah. know, they, they hear yeah. Vegas, so they don't relate to me really at all. And then they're looking at my platinum blonde hair, and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, right, lady. It's fun going in like that. Mm-hmm. Because then they're like, what do you know? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I know. So in the magazine, I wanted to hit it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go places that I will go. Yeah. I wanted to talk to the people that I know from years of, of living here before, mm-hmm. people that I've kept in contact with, and right. I want to know what y'all are doing, and I want to go to these things, mm-hmm. you know, and I have daughters, and I want my daughters to be active in their community. Right. And I think Vegas didn't have a whole lot of community, and they sure don't have a lot of culture. Mm. There was, there's like areas, pockets of cultural events yeah. And and maybe twice a year. So would you consider yourself artistically inclined? Other yes. than other than art, like in terms of food, cooking, the culinary arts? I think that I appreciate art more than anything. Okay. I think that I find beauty in a lot of random things. Mm-hmm. People included. Yeah. I, I think that. Yeah. I think that, you know, I can't I'm not a great you know, I don't do pottery and I don't paint and I don't make music and mm-hmm. outside of church, I don't sing <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, I love to dance. I love to go out and get dressed up, but I love clothes. Yeah. But there's such an art to those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I look at someone, you know, specifically like Carlesia mm-hmm. and I think, how did you just come up with that? <laughs> but man, she came up with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. I put it on and I'm like, hey, I'm a whole new person. <laughs> so, you know, I think, again, I just appreciate beauty to look at, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, because there's beauty in just about everything. Mm-hmm. But I think beauty in people to me is probably my greatest life experience. Mm. I love people. Okay, so I just want to switch gears and talk cool. about your culinary education. You know, uh, <laughs> okay. So you have a degree in culinary arts, and what inspired you to obtain that degree? So I've been cooking my whole life. My, mm-hmm. my mama didn't cook. Um, she hears this, she's going to kill me, but not really because she didn't. Um, I learned to cook um, kind of for myself because I like to cook. And then um, my first husband, my mother-in-law, was phenomenal, and my auntie. And I learned uh, a whole different kind of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was really neat. So, um, you know, I've always, and I, and I always cooked, you know, I had children, and I had a husband at mm-hmm. a very young age. Again, I had three kids at 21, and, and yeah. we had um, other children live with, that, live with us throughout the years. So I cooked every day, always. Even when I'd go to work and I would come home and cook. No one else ever cooked. When I started culinary school, that was never an intent. It was never something I wanted to do. I'm always the one, I, I cook Sunday dinner. Um, I used to cook Sunday dinner before culinary school, every Sunday. Um, but my grandmother too, as I grew up, she lived in Birch Bay. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of times we would be sent to her house as kids. Um, you know, life was crazy as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And we would always, you know, you get sent to your grandma's, right? Yeah. Well, my grandma, grandmother owned a restaurant called Bur- uh, Granny's Deli mm-hmm. out in Birch Bay. Mm-hmm. And my greatest memory is she used to sit me down to, in, in the same restaurant, she used to sit me down and she would make dough. Just, you know, the flour and water and salt. And I would sit down there and just play all day long in the floor because she was, you know, she had to work, she had to run a restaurant. 
And I remember too that she used to let me go take, it was a lot of men and I think they were fishermen maybe. I don't really quite remember who they were or why. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming because of where it was. But she used to let me go out there and serve them their food or get their dirty dishes. And they used to give me a little nickel here and a quarter there. And I thought I was rich. <laughs> I thought I was doing big things. <sighs> and yeah, so I think really, you know, she played a real large role in who I am as a woman, mm. I think. What's one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Oh, I think I would tell myself that the things that happened weren't my fault. I think I spent a lot of time allowing others to abuse me mentally and physically mm -hmm. because they knew the things that had happened to me. So it was used against me. Mm. And I, that's, I actually do a lot of talking to teens about domestic violence because I was a teen. Um, and he went to prison for what he did. Yeah. And I think that... I wasn't in high school, and well, actually, I was part of the time, but he wasn't. And I think that my mother was was dealing with her life and the things that she was going through, and she was nowhere around. And I had no one to go to, and no one to tell, no mm -hmm. one to save me, no one to to. He he was it. I would tell myself maybe to keep some things to myself, and not allow people to make me feel less than who I am. Right. Because I really did. Do you remind yourself that now? Always. Okay. Oh, and I still struggle with it. I yeah. think, you know, everybody has weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's acknowledging it. You know, it's that, that, you know, you have to acknowledge it first, you know, being funny, but you really do. Mm -hmm. You have to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And I, um, you know, if you can even look like at my Facebook. If you look at my Facebook, my family is beautiful. I am so blessed. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. But you will never see a photo on there that looks like anything's wrong. You will see us in matching dresses, matching suits, hair done, nails done. But I think I protected my home almost to an extent that it, it damaged my family and my life. It, mm. it, it caused more harm, I think. Um, you know, my husband dealing with, with his mental health issues, his own father didn't know. Almost to a fault that I worried too much about what everyone thought. You know, and, and looking back, and I think, how much time did I put into appearances? How much money did I waste as a poor, single, <laughs> young mother on matching dresses <laughs> to wear to church when they could have just wore whatever they had? You know, I wasted a lot of life on, on appearance, and I'm not willing to do that anymore. So what do you do to practice self-care? You said all these things, and I want to know, how do you take care of yourself? Like, what? how do you pour into your cup? You pour into a lot of other people's cups. I have to start with, I think, pouring into other people's cups is helpful to me. I think that does something for me as well. That was said to me at one point, kind of as a rude comment, that, you know, do you do things for people because you do them for them, or are you doing them for yourself? I think maybe some of both. Again, for me, giving to other people is a big thing. I do go to the gym. I've lost quite a bit of weight. I have lupus, and I just... Uh, that just happened a few years ago that I found out I had lupus. So, you know, trying to stay off medication comes with eating right, comes with going to the gym. So those type of self-care things I do, you know, at this point, I told, you know, I told you I'm going through a divorce. Um, we've been married, this is 17 years. So in August will be 18 years. So I'm struggling with self-care right now for myself. I think I pour into other people right now, especially more because it's easier to avoid dealing. I'm not in a place where I'm unhappy that I'm divorcing. Um, you know, we, we just grew apart. It wasn't, it, it just was at a place where we, we've couldn't get, make it work, you yeah. know, and everyone's like, Oh, did you do counseling? All these, of course we did. We did everything. And I think there just comes a point where it, sometimes it's just the end. I'm always somebody's mom.
I'm always somebody's wife. You know, I'm somebody's friend. I'm somebody's employee. I'm somebody's teacher. I'm, I'm, I really don't know who I am when I'm not somebody else's something. This is that time. You know, I'm, I'm 45, still fairly young. You know, especially young for for 27-year-old daughter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and a grandson. I have a two-year-old yeah. grandson. Yeah. But, you know, I, there's still so much life for me to, to see. You know, I never, I've never been on vacations. And I've never, you know, any traveling I ever did was because we just got moved around. Yeah. Like, I, I've been to Disneyland once. Um, I've been to Hawaii once. And that's it. Like, I've never really experienced life. And I think that's because... My life was just being somebody's mom mm. and somebody's wife. So I want to know what it's like to be me. I want to know, you know, what do I like to do other than go buy matching dresses? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. I literally don't know. Uh-huh. And I know that so I can cook. I can throw down undoubtedly. And, and, you know, I think that even when I go in the kitchen now and I'll go cook, you know, for the girls. And I'm like, why am I? I, I don't want to be in here. When I got that degree, I, I don't think we even finished that. When I got that degree, I got that degree not because I wanted it, but because my husband was a cook in the Army, and he was getting ready to get out. So I went and got a degree in culinary arts so I could run a business for my husband. It wasn't for me. I didn't. I wanted to do hair. I look back, and I'm like, you know, what do I do for me? Working for the outreach is for me. These kids are for me. Yeah. Because when I look at them, I see me. I see somebody that just needs somebody to say, you're going to be all right, and let's figure this out. Somebody to help me figure out how I'm going to eat tomorrow if I come up here. How am I going to get bus money to get up here? thing that I think I had mentioned to you I don't, in, in the little bio, but his name was Aaron Counts. But I will never fangirl over anyone. That's just not my personality. But let me tell you, when I saw him, I saw him once, and I looked over, and I saw him, and literally tears. Mm. And he looked at me, and I said, you don't remember me, do you? And he was like, I do. He helped me find a way out. He helped me to get stable. He, he really, I, I don't think he understands the impact, you know, that he must have had on others because I know he, he yeah. literally was, was everything. He still is. He's yeah. everything to me. Mm-hmm. A good person of the reason that I'm able to do the job that I do is because of that horrific childhood that I really did have. Because my brother was in and out of prison and, or in jail now because he's in prison or because my ex-husband is where he is. And, and I think, you know, it, it, there's so much of me that makes who I am, mm-hmm. but I spent so many years trying to be somebody different. Okay, so what's next for you? What is something mm-hmm. you're looking forward to taking on in 2024? You're already starting uh, writing for a magazine, magazine and doing right? all that. So what's next? So we are in the middle. We applied. Uh, so it had come up, and we applied for um, the juvenile hall. Mm-hmm. So the juvenile hall here used to be Raymond Hall back in the day. Uh, my older brother spent a good percent of his <laughs> youth there. So it's not Raymond Hall anymore. Now it's a, another you know acronym, but. So they have basically what we do for, for um, life skills and stuff. They have that program available. So we just applied for that. And I'm telling you, I have been on my knees praying, mm. no exaggeration, because there is nothing I want more than to be in a juvenile hall. My first husband uh, is in prison, and he will never come out. And we were young. And I think, where, where did it all go? Where did it go wrong? I don't want it to go wrong. And if I can be in there and just be the voice that the boys out here see me as there's so many circumstances to so many things that happen and i'm not here to judge you that's not my job my job is to be here and help you get it right and do you have any other upcoming events or things that people if they want to get involved 
and they mm. want to help the nonprofit. They want to be a part of the magazine. So we are magazine wise. If you want to be part of the magazine, um, they can just reach out to uh, you know it's the April King Good on Instagram um, or Vibrant Arts Magazine. Um, Instagram seems to be the easiest because I don't man any of the websites, and then our publisher is now you know doing all the work. Don't get me wrong; he does the work. I don't do the work, <laughs> but I do the work as far as the the fun of going to the places if you you know come across anybody that likes to write and a a lot of times that can be high school or college age that just wants work Mm -hmm. I have so many interviews that I've done that I'm trying to find the time for somebody to write up everything that I have written down Mm -hmm. or have recorded okay because of my my job too I have have regular work as well so I'm looking for an an, you know someone a writer of some sort or a couple you know kids and and I say kids because it helps them you know they can put their name in the magazine and say yeah I wrote this so that's the magazine. And as far as events, it's arts and entertainment. As far as the outreach goes, we always need help. We don't have a center anymore. You know, our, our needs are, you know, to, to have people that, so we need to, like city contracts, but we also need, um, we're always looking for people that want to get involved in and help teach classes or have art skills because we, we do from fashion shows and talent shows and that stuff to, we've worked, I've worked up at Beacon and, and we were teaching classes up there. I taught cooking to third and fourth and fifth grade kids that's cute so yeah so up at the international school and so um we do the the programming we do we do consulting Mm -hmm. um diversity consulting which i think is a huge one yeah when you're in the city you need that exactly and i think we're really diverse ourselves Mm -hmm. you know there's a bunch of backgrounds and a bunch of upbringings we're different so it's we're good with that so yeah nice well i'll add all those to the okay. show notes so that people can <laughs> use them use that as a resource i'm glad that i met you by chance i know right <laughs> total accident and then kind of was like oh i need someone to interview and you just came to mind so Thanks. like i'm glad um, that you're here and uh, that we're doing this so all right y'all thank you for listening